ask, mm -hmm. where are you when we need you? <laughs> You're going my way. I wanna ride it all night long. That's what would have um, saved us from this atrocious year. Is Rascal Flats? Is a Rascal Flats reunion? What right now, off the top of your head, what Rascal Flats cover would you like to see right now? Like of them singing it? Yeah. Rascal, I would. Is Rascal Flats a man or a band? It's a band. It's so, three guys. Oh, okay. Uh, it would have to be Gasolina by Daddy Yankee. Ooh, that's a good choice. <laughs> Say hoo hoo one more time. <laughs> there she goes. I think I'd want it to be any Ricky Martin song. <laughs> we both went Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. There's something to unpack there. Not there today. Mm, don't wanna. Welcome to Dead Talk. This is a true crime comedy podcast I do with my best friend Alex Carter. Yeah, let's touch fingers. <laughs> Such uh, fingernails. Let's just touch the very tips of our fingers. On that note, we're tipsy. This is where yes. we're at. We're very tipsy. We're having a good time. Um, and we're here for... That word didn't even come out right. Lucy, that was all fine. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Episode 22. I'm feeling 22. Remember when we said this would be the Taylor Swift theme episode? Oh, yeah, it and is. And we were lying. You, no, no, no. This is on Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's so weird. I'll walk out right now. It's okay, so Taylor Swift, let's get into it. It's not. I wish it was about Taylor Swift, but it's I not. I don't. No, I don't. Oh, first of all, welcome to Dead Talk. Oh. This podcast is all things mystery histories, cold cases, Scooby Dubert Duberts. That's correct. It is. Scoobert Dubert Doos. It's my turn this episode to tell you a mysterious tale, and this is a gruesome tale. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I feel like we've not done one like this in a while okay we've done a lot of so last episode was uh cindy cindy james it was it was C miss cindy james and that was a bit of a missing case whatever right and the one before that was matahari what was wasn't, wasn't gruesome just more of a historical one correct this one's brutal like this one you're gonna grit your teeth quite a lot i do that anyway i've got a real problem exactly yeah but the doctors have said we don't want to treat you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said fair. Naha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Naha. Yeah. Uh -huh. Naha. Uh -huh. More like yaha. <laughs> right. Carry on. This episode, the story that I'm doing, we asked you guys what kind of stories you'd like us to cover. Correct. And the love of my life, Laura, actually oh. recommended. Well, you as well. But you didn't recommend one, so. Oh. Am I, I just sitting here pissing the wind to you <laughs> apparently so oh so you admit apparently, okay yeah yeah lucy before we get into it should we clink glasses together do you want it okay me and alex are currently <laughs> my hands like shaking like <laughs> <laughs> me and alex are currently drinking gin boozing up nice i can't wait to hear that that was a good do you want to do it again yeah nice prost slange it to all my irish girlies out there Ooh. it's nice isn't it that is Ooh. Ooh. that is it tastes like sparkles uh-huh yeah yeah Whew. okay i like that That's on, yeah looks like i've got a new problem lucy <laughs> alcoholism so already there this episode like i said it was a story recommended by laura who i'm gonna give her a shout out right now please do she is a german oh icon this woman is an, she is she's genuinely an artist in all senses of the word she's a poet and is just an amazing woman we're gonna link her um instagram and she's wrote a book she's literally insane i made a documentary with her two years ago and just an amazing woman so this episode is dedicated to her and this the story that she told me about i'd heard about it before from her she okay. talked about it but when i fully did the research it's fucking insane Jesus. it's crazy 
So this episode, we are talking about the Papon sisters. Okay. I don't really know how... I know it's pronounced like that in French, but then I sound like an ass. Papon. It's spelt like Papin, but I know that's not, it's not it. We're Papin tonight, baby. We are Papin. Papin some caps and some asses. I'm Papin a couple of gins. I don't know about you. I'm Papin them back. Uh-huh. <laughs> that will happen throughout. Uh-huh. Sorry. And I'm sorry for it. We're only going to get more increasingly drunk. So listen, I'm pretty. I'm feeling already. So. <laughs> I'm feeling something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling it. Okay, maybe it's the heroin. Maybe it's S- the love between my friend and I. I think it's the heroin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I heroin. no, it is. But I oh, just okay, wanted, okay, yeah. okay. So <sighs> let's get into it. The Papin sisters, Papin, Papon, whatever. <laughs> say Papon. No, but it's like do you know what it is? It's like the dilemma of saying Limas, right? That's why I always just say Limas because you course. either say. Exactly, <laughs> which you sound like a cunt. Or but you're you, right. But if you say Les Miserables, you're my mom. You're oh, you're Samantha. Yeah. Okay, don't no, we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it. I'll completely cut that. Just put Samantha beep. Yeah, I'll do beep. And yeah, we'll get angry. That'll be That's funny. Fun. So we're talking about today, Christine and Lea Papon. Papon. Um, they grew up in Western France around the city of Le Mans. Oh. So Christine was older of the two. Uh, there were seven years between them. They grew up in an extremely dysfunctional family. Are you, like... wait- <laughs> are you waiting for me to say, don't I know what that feels yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was waiting for it. It wasn't coming. But... Uh, I mean, we've already talked about heroin, so let's not go let's back not into go my family. Oh, I just said too much. Let's yeah, carry yeah, on. Let me go. Okay. Yeah. So they grew up in an extremely dysfunctional family where violence and molestation was prevalent. Sorry, that's a real dinner. <laughs> Their mother had a history of mental illness and in the early 1900s France, as you can expect, she was just deemed an unfit mother. Oh, I'm right. sure it was dealt with perfectly. <laughs> I'm sure it was with, dealt with with complete... Compassion. Grace and decorum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She gave birth to their first daughter, which was the elder sister of Leah and Christine. Um, she was called Amelia. And when she was... A lovely name. A lovely name. When she was four years old, the mother gave full custody to Rene, who is the father, okay. his sister, due to being extremely overwhelmed. So Amelia's auntie took complete control and custody of Amelia because Clemence, which is the mother, was overwhelmed and didn't want to raise her. Right? Okay. She found out when Amelia was 10 years old that their father, her husband, Rene, actually raped Amelia <gasps> and she immediately filed for divorce and sent Amelia to a convent. So this is all just backstory of the okay. two sisters, right? Okay. The story is about Christine and Leah. As completely expected at this time, Clemence decided to blame Amelia. Correct. Um, correct. As punishment for seducing her father at 10 years old. Don't want to unpack that. Um, Let's not. No. She was sent to a convent called Le Bon Passier. Hmm. I've never been angrier in my life than <laughs> in this exact moment. Oh, I've never felt more rage inside of me for a child. Wow. Okay, great. This convent was known for its discipline and harshness and yeah, that was her punishment for seducing her father. I mean, we've all done it. I mean, I think that's ten what, year olds. Yeah. It's notorious that they're the ones that have the power in the relationship. And also, if I'm ten, I'm, let me just put myself in those shoes. If Please I'm ten do. years old and my dad rapes me, yeah, my fault. That's it. Oh, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah, don't question it. My dad was just seduced by my ten year old charm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So everything makes sense so far. So let me go on and it, it will continue to make sense. Perfect. Starting with, Clemence wanted to punish her children and relieve herself of the responsibility of being a mother. So she sent Christine to the convent as well. And oh. Leah was sent to live with her great uncle. However, 
a hardy horror to Clemence because her punishment backfired as the children flourished outside the influence of a toxic household. Lovely. Who would have thought? That's funny. <laughs> Without a toxic household, children can be themselves and have fulfilling lives. It's so weird that the ten-year-old out with this toxic household didn't seduce any other adult men. That is strange. Almost makes you think it's the rapist. No. No, no, no. no. That... Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. You're That's talking fun. like a witch. I am. Witch! <laughs> I'll burn you at the stake for that. Please, I am not a witch. I'm just a seducress. That's what a witch would say. That's <laughs> very true. A seducress? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Alright. Amelia ended up fucking having a great time at the convent, apparently. Okay, love that. I know! She took the vows and actually joined the order, became a nun. So her mum was like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna have to go to a convent, you're gonna fucking hate it, Amelia. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. And she was like, uh, 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 I'm uh, a nun. Uh. <laughs> nun, nun. Order. Join, join the order. I'm a fucking nun. She loved it. She loved it. That's Amelia it. loved it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too drunk. Oh, don't. Let's not talk uh, I'm down in this. <laughs> I am like fully alcoholic. down in my gin. Cool. So this was not Clemence's plans, okay? She wanted them to leave the order when they were old enough and work as living maids oh. so that they could... Um, bringing an income to the family. So high hopes for the children. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She was like, the only thing, the only plans I have for you is to bring money in for me. Yeah, I love that. Which is the only criteria of being a mother. So she was the original stage mom, shall we she say. She was the original stage mom, except they were just living maids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Clemence removed Christine immediately after Amelia joined the order because she was scared of losing on another potential income. Uh. That's fucking grim to look at your child as that. Just another potential income. Um, I think a lot of parents do that more than often than you'd think. Yeah, well... Oof, not getting into that. Um, that was not a reference to my family at all, by the way. Just, <laughs> if that made it sound like that. No, it definitely wasn't. No, 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 my family would never. And your mother's a lovely woman. She certainly is. She, she is. certainly is. Clemence took Leah out of her uncle's care as well and forced her to work too. So although Leah and uh, Christine had been separated for so long, so... Christine went to the convent with Amelia and Leah went with her great uncle. Okay. The two sisters, once they were brought back together, they discovered they had an unbreakable bond. Aww. No. Oh. Not quite. This is where the story starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So the two were completely inseparable, even though they'd rarely seen each other up until this point. Okay. Um, they were also rarely seen talking to anyone but each other. Right. Um, those around them often described... Like, shopkeepers and people in the town often described them as eerie and cold. Oof, love um, that. And people even speculated that they were telepathic. Right? Twins. They're not twins. They're sisters. <laughs> not <laughs> twins, bitch. <laughs> bitch. No, say it, because they're not twins, so... I was just thinking, because people always say about twins, that they have, yeah, like, I telepathic... I know, I almost wrote that, and I was like, they're not twins. Oh, so there you no, go. No, no, oh, I that's know, so funny. Because you just ass- you hear siblings, telepathic... They're, twins. they're They're freaky-ass twins. They're, I know, they are freaky-ass twins. But they, they are, but they're not. They're just not twins. They're not biologically twins. <sighs> mentally, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Mentally, In, we're twins. Mentally, we are twins. Did you know that? On another spiritual level, are we twins? Are we twins biologically? No. no. Are we from the fi- same family biologically? No. No, not even close. Not Do we even bit. look similar? No. I couldn't tell you one feature that was the same. <laughs> But, but are we twins? Yes. <laughs> so, in 1926, Christine became a living servant in the mansion of René Lancelin, uh. a retired solicitor living in the town of Le Mans. Okay. So, after a few months of satisfactory work, 
Christine convinced the family to allow Leah to also work there okay. so that she could be with her sister. Weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's really... <laughs> I hear, like, strong relationships between siblings. I'm like... So you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I have a lovely relationship with my brothers. I don't know why I'm saying that. But you know what I mean? Like, you hear that and you're like, bizarre. Bizarre. Don't like that. Why are you friends? I yeah, don't get it. Please stop. The mansion was home to Renee, his wife, and their grown-up daughter. The girls were reportedly obliged to work 14 hours a day oh with only half God. a day off each week. Yeah, like, they were... No thanks? No thank you. Absolutely You know not. what? I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I'd rather be on the streets. This was seen as very normal in Western France at that time, of course, for many house servants, and they were at Lancelot's disposal most of the day. He could have been like, listen... I dropped a sock, pick it up. And they'd be like, yes, sir. The sisters had a really good relationship with his wife, which was Madame Aww, Maslow. That's nice. Um, they even saw her as a mother figure, addressing her as maman, which is obviously Mama. mum in French. Oh, it is. It is. Mm. Um, while referring to their real mother as, quote unquote, that, that woman. Oh, I you was are so, so close, close bitch. So close. Damn. I mean, in French, basically. She's basically saying that bitch when yeah, you say yeah. that woman. Exactly. I know what they mean. Uh, the madame actually convinced the girls to stand up to their mother once that she found out that they were sending all their wages to her. Damn. Exactly. She supposedly told Clemence that her gravy train was over. Do you know what that phrase means? Yeah. Like I had a... to look it up. Yeah, it's like I've heard that working before. for an income without doing anything. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a Britney Spears stan, of course. I know what that means. Oh, enough. We're not getting <laughs> into that today. Zork. Future episode. Hmm. Absolutely. Britney Spears is the love of my life. Carry on. Okay. Thank you. However, the madame was very pernickety about the housework and was rather harsh on the standard of cleaning that the sisters did. Oh. The girls kept to themselves mostly, always silent, doing their jobs with precision and respect, and they showed zero interest whatsoever in the outside world and only spent their time off with each other. Okay. Their employers didn't mind this as long as the horse... As long as the horsework was done, Lucy. Is that what you were about to say? Horsework. 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 Oh my god. What? The horse. What do you think horsework is? I'd love to know what. I'd love to know. Oh my god. Horsework? The damn horse? The damn horsework. As long as the horsework's done, you can go out and play. Jimmy. The work of a horse. (laughs) As long as the work of a horse has been done, you're good. Oh my god. Actually, kill me. So. Happily. Their employers didn't mind this um, as long as the housework was in order. Ah. Years went by without a single incident or problem, but this was all about to change on the night of February 2nd, 1933. Okay. So. I'm spooked. Wait. Just fucking wait. Don't say that. I'm already spooked. Okay, you don't need to well, make me even more spooked. Buckle in, bitch. I'm buckled. Madame Lancelin and her daughter came back home to find the house was in complete darkness. So. Christine explained that the power had tripped after she plugged in a faulty iron. We've all done it. Listen, if you ain't done it, you ain't no friend of mine. You ain't done no horsework around these stables. Uh, The madame flew into a rage upon hearing this. Jesus. Christine then decided to pick up a jug and smash the madame over the head with it. That seems like the correct response. Reasonable and justified. Correct, correct. Genevieve, who was her daughter, joined in to aid her mother, whereupon Leah leapt in to help her sister. Christine apparently shouted, I'm going to massacre them. That's a lot. It's a, it's a loaded statement. Massacre, massacre. quite the word. And in a French um, translation too. Massacre. It, 
Because, no, <laughs> I don't mean like Massacre. that. No, 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 that's not what I mean. Oh. I mean in the sense of, like, if it was anything less severe, you would just... <laughs> I fucking hate you. My point wasn't how it sounds in French. Massacre. In a French translation as well, if it was anything less loaded, they would just say, I'm going to murder them. Right, But to right. purposely translate it to massacre. Massacre them. That's a lot. Exactly. Christine gave the orders and directed Leia to smash her head into the ground, pointing to the older woman who was the madame. That's also a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, listen, that might be a bold statement. That's a lot to me. Well, just wait, because she wasn't done, because she also said, tear her eyes out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep going. Please do. Using a knife and hammer, they beat and stabbed the two women with no mercy, and after the women were deceased... The Papon girls prepared them as if they were for cooking. In a later statement, Christine described it as following a recipe for a rabbit dish from a 1901 cooking book. It was a good year. I wonder what the dish was. It makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> I hate to say it, but was it makes it, you think. Was it a stew? Was it, it a roast? What do you see, think? What do you think it was? It was undoubtedly a stew. It was. If you ask yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know it's already a messy situation. So why not really harness the texture of what's going on, make it a stew. And that's the best way to hide the body, as in, if it's a roast, the meat's right there in front of you. Oh, exactly. If it's in a stew, it's a bit more disguised. Don't serve Genevieve's boob up on a roast, because I know up. what that is. Yeah. Like, I know what a nipple looks like. I know, yeah, exactly. But I see them but a stew. every day. That could be anything I'm eating. Anything. Goobity, and if it, goobity goo. It could be gabagool, and I, I'm eating it. Yes, exactly. If it tastes good, I'm fine. I think it was a stew. Me too. But that's just on me. As if applying it this... Okay. Really going to warn you here. Finish your drink. You don't need to take another sip after you hear this. Should I down? Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> the way you said that, I was like, aye, aye, sir. Wait, here we go. Yep, 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 yep. yep. We like to drink with that. Oh, that was fast. <sighs> Told you I'm an alcoholic. I'm really glad you finished that. Because the next part, you're going to wish there was nothing in your stomach. As if applying a baste, the sisters used the menstruation blood of Genevieve and smeared it all over both of the women. That needs a trigger warning. That does need a trigger for, warning. This is going to be disgusting as fuck. Yeah, for anyone. And I hate to be that bitch that's like, mm, period blood is gross, but that's fucking gross. I don't want anyone taking my period blood and smearing it all over me I'd when ra- I'm dead. To be honest, not to be controversial, I'd rather you didn't do that to me. Ra- <laughs> Here, I'm going to say something a little uh, off the cuff. Don't do that to me. You know what? It might sound like I'm asking too much of you, but don't smear my own period blood on me after, because I'm on my period right now. After legitimately, I've passed, after I've passed, after please, you violently murdered me. Please don't get my menstruation blood and smear all over I'm me. I'm not into it. And my mother as well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, if you even touch a hair on my mother's head, I think yeah, you, that's I think not even what we're talking about. I know, but now I just got angry because I thought about that. <laughs> yeah, but like you're missing the point. The point is not even I just touch your mother, beat her up, anything like that. I'm taking your menstruation blood and smearing it all over And I'm saying if you even touch the hair on her head, I will take the hair on your head and scalp you as violently as I can. You've forgotten this scenario, you're already dead. No. No, No, I I am. This is like the bit where Mark Wahlberg's like, if I was on the plane during 9-11, I would have stopped the pilot. If I was in this scenario, I would have... (laughs) I would have done something, okay? Sorry to them, but I'm different. Okay. Okay. Renee was supposed to meet his wife at a friend's house for dinner. Right. But when she was extremely late, he went home to look for her. As he approached the house, he noticed the lights were off and there was only a candle lit coming from the maid's chamber. Fuck. So he was like, something's up. Mm. 
The doors were also locked and little Renee was getting spooked. Fair enough. He was getting spooky yukied. He was like... <laughs> yeah. That was the noise he made. He went to the police and they managed to enter the house. Renee and the police officers had no idea what they were in for when they got inside. A French psychoanalyst described it as an orgy of blood. Okay, gross. I mean, you don't need to. Don't, don't you dare call it that. Don't you dare. You're a pig. I hate to say it, but you're a pig. A pig in a wig, if a I pig. may. <laughs> if I may. If I, you, you may, because I am as well. A pig Merci. In a wig. Merci. Merci. Senor pig. <laughs> Monsieur pig. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Lancelin and her daughter had murdered and left in a completely brutal scene. Oh my God. Their eyes were gouged out. Is that a joke? No, it's not. And their faces had been smashed beyond recognition. Are you kidding me? The police officers went looking for the sisters, thinking that they must have been brutally murdered as well. Mm. Little did they know. Die with a little fox that did it. Right? They did it back. They found them lying completely naked and still on the bed. Uh, <laughs> why are you naked in the bed with your sister, babe? I told you that they were in a weird relationship. Did I not? And you were correct. Much... No, 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 you predicted... Much like who? Go on. No. No, please. That brother and sister from Gogglebox. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but they have weird energy. It's probably because she sucks them off after filming. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) They literally bang until the cows come home and you can't convince me otherwise. I have drunk too much, baby. (laughs) Tweet this episode to the brother and sister in Gogglebox. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> also guys did you ever know this when you're when you're on your period you get drunker faster oh yeah tell them go on tell my mom them. says this to me all the time and it's a fun fact to be honest so it gets you drunker faster and um i'm pretty sure i've already drunk too much because <laughs> mm, i'm talking about the brother and sister from gogglebox and having sex yeah, yeah yeah let's move on if you could carry on that'd be great thank you so with a really calm demeanor and with completely no remorse the two instantly confessed to the murders while they were naked. While they were naked as well. Put some fucking clothes on. The murderer was so aggressive. No, me. but... Put some fucking clothes on. But you're on. fucking right. Yeah, they confessed it while fingering each other. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the murder weapons, which were a kitchen knife, a hammer, and a pot, were collected as evidence. And the two sisters were placed in prison separately. This ended up causing Christine complete and extreme distress... Um, at one point she was allowed to see her sister and she threw herself into her arms the conversation at that point picked up by the guards suggested heavily that the sisters were in fact in a sexual relationship you fucking called it babe I fucking got did I not just call that girl you just called it you said that girl girl you said that they were having sex and you were right girl I was right months later Christine suffered a bout of insanity and tried to gouge her own eyes out she was like a parrot like a parrot what like a little, do you know that like when budgies get really lonely they go to their own eyes out i don't like that no neither die because i learned that i learned that once my music teacher i think when i was in primary school by the way you should be fired told us <laughs> that her friends budgie or some kind of bird like that that you have indoors got so lonely that it gouged its own eyes out babe uh, babe no a little little, little eight-year-old me sitting there like mm. uh-huh <laughs> Oh, okay. Can we do division now? Can we sing Baba Black Sheep now? <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. She was like... Because we're traumatised. Yeah, yeah, no, let me go on. Gouge your own eyes out. Months later, Christine suffered a bout of insanity and tried to gouge her own eyes out. She was quickly tranquilised and subdued with a straitjacket. After this incident, Christine stated to the police that she had suffered a similar fit 
on the day of the murders, which suggested her behaviour was a consequence of mental illness. Mm. So, very interestingly, this trial that I'm about to talk about, yes. for its time, yes. was very, very forgiving and understanding of mental health. And it was a start of it That's in a shock it was. to the system. Wait till you hear about it. Okay, I will. As the trial was about to start, the pressure from the public was mounting and the whole of France followed it carefully. So the public, as you can imagine, were very like, fuck these girls, they should be like fucking hung. <laughs> fucking hang them, babe. Fucking hang them cunts. But a lot of French intellects started to follow the case. Love that. Love a French intellect. Oh, don't we all? We'd love to meet one Monday. Yeah. We'd love to marry one Monday. We'd love to fall in love. Yeah. They became heavily involved, arguing that the murders were a manifestation of both class struggle, the working condition... And I said both, but there's more than two. The manifestation of class struggle... The working conditions that the bourgeoisie maintained for servants Correct. and mental health. An intellect named Jacques Lancon. Of course, that was his name. <laughs> Are you Bill oh. Murray? <laughs> That's I'm kidding, it wasn't Bill Murray. <laughs> I was like Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> no, uh, John Stamos conducted a study. Wow. Why am I saying these names? Bill Murray and John Stamos. No. That was too Left field choices. But Lucy, I loved it. Yeah. I want to know where my head was at, but no, I don't. I'll tell you some stories about those if you want, no, after this. No, thank you. Okay. An intellect named Jacques Locon conducted a study on the, this thesis when he analysed the sisters and their very odd relationship and the case as well. Aye, I guess you could say it's odd. It is fucking odd. Yeah, that's quite an understatement. Jacques? Jacques-Roux. A large crowd gathered in front of the courtroom in September of 1933, awaiting the verdict. It was concluded that Christine was very much the mastermind behind the murders hmm. and that the catalyst was a petty feud between Madame Lancelot and her, which we knew because it was about the fact that the power tripped. <laughs> but let's be real, nobody gets murdered that way because the power tripped. Yeah. They, they went well with babes. Yeah, no one's no one in the right man's gonna be like No. That's no. okay. The court concluded that Leah was entirely dependent on Christine. And actually her personality was a mere extension of Christine's existence. Jesus Christ, get some therapy. Imagine being told that, like in front of a crowd of people. I'd be like, your entire personality is actually just an extension of your sister. That'd be like me being told your entire personality is just an extension of every TV show you've ever watched, Was it? which is right. Which is accurate. But I'd be like, oh, hmm. Okay. I didn't need to be told that today. Yeah, like, I didn't need that. No. Like, I, I did need it, but I didn't need you it. You can imagine her in the courtroom just literally saying... You didn't you... need that. You didn't need to say that. Your entire life is purely an afterthought of somebody else's life. Wow. And she's sitting there like, right, I guess <laughs> I'll go fucking kill myself. Cool. Then. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. So like I said about this court case, it was very, very ahead of its time in, 19, in 1933. Twas. Because mental illness was very much taken into consideration in the trial, with both mention of their mother... And their extremely violent father as a consequence of what happened. Mm. Um, nevertheless, I say that I was taken into into consideration. Christine was sentenced to death. Jesus Christ. And Leah I mean, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it was always going to happen. Yeah, true. But Jeez. wait for this, wait for this. Okay, okay, okay. Leah received a reduced sentence due to her position as accomplice. Mm. And Christine's sentence was actually changed to life imprisonment. Oh, wow. So okay. she wasn't killed. I'm shook. She became extremely depressed refused to eat and showed occasional fits of madness and this was all due to the separation from her sister. Christine, who was the more dominant sister Correct. of the two, she eventually wasted away and died in 1937 wow. while Leah was released in 1941 and moved in with her alienated mother. <gasps> I know. 
Girl, you didn't need to go back. <sighs> it is rumoured she obtained work in a hotel in Nantes. Um, Nantes? Using a fake identity, but this is unknown. A little rumour for you. And the end of this story with Leia um, ends in the 2000s because it was believed that she died in 1982. Mm-hmm. However, really interestingly, a documentary was made in the year 2000 called Insert to the Papon Sisters. I said I've been to the year 2000. Not much has changed, but they live underwater. But also, your great, 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 great. granddaughter. She's pretty fun. She's pretty fucking hot. <laughs> she <laughs> was that fucker. When I was a kid, I thought they were saying, like, she's okay. Like, she's like, doing she's good. Fine. She's doing good. Like, she's fine. She's good. She, mentally, she's good. And I was like, that's, that's nice. nice. <laughs> that Matt from Busted checked on her like that. That's nice that you got that clarification that she's doing okay. Yeah, and then when I was older, I was like, let me move my bang so I can cure that. That's great, great granddaughter. Excuse me, but no, yes, but yes, no. I was thinking that. But anyway, in the year 2000, <laughs> they didn't find my great, great, great granddaughter. Right. But they did make a documentary called In Search of the Papon Sisters. Same thing, really. It, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Where Leia can actually be seen, so she was alive, <laughs> but she was partly paralysed by a stroke that she'd suffered before the shooting of the film. Yeesh. The stroke left her completely speechless which only added to the mysterious persona that she had mm. and this idea of her being a parasite to Christine mm. and she could never tell her story about what happened. How eerie is that? It's just a bit eerie, isn't it? Like, she literally left all of that behind her and then she was found when people were kind of resurging the story. But by the time she was found, she couldn't tell her side anyway. This is like, not really, but in the same vein, like Betty Page. So you know how she's... You know Betty Page? No. With, like, the short bangs. Oh, yeah. And she's, like... She was, like, the pin-up model. Yeah, yeah. She had no idea how famous she was. And she suffered from a lot of mental health issues. And in her, like, late years, she had no idea that she was this, like, icon of pin-up. Oh, my God. And people would, like... And she literally had to be told, like, bitch. Bitch. You're famous as fuck. But she... Knew none of that, and she suffered that sucks. from mental illness as well. And everyone else profited off her. Correct. Fucking hell. Is that not crazy? But that's the story of the Papon sisters. So Papon. thank you, Laura, who suggested that. Because that's a fucking thank crazy you. story. That is batshit insane. So when I was reading up on it, I mean, like I said, Laura is from Germany, so maybe she has a better understanding of all this. But apparently, it's a very, very, very notorious case in France, and there's loads of like <laughs> literature, film, poetry based around it. And France. I can see why. I love France. We love France. I'm a Francophile, if you will. Oh my god, I love that term so much. It's one of my favourite words. Do you love that? Francophile. Yeah. I literally, like, I, I've been to Paris. Okay, like, yeah, we get it, we get it. Twice, and I don't mean to brag. Mm-hmm. Like, I went with my nana once, and I went with my dad. And I loved that shit. I didn't, everyone's like, the waiters are rude. This and this, this and this. I fucking love it. It was exactly like I hoped it would be. I went to France, I went to Paris when I was like 15 with my mum mm-hmm. and the street that our hotel just your mom. was on. Yeah, it was just my mum. Right. And it was just me and her that went in like Easter. Right. And the hotel that we stayed in was on the street corner where prostitutes would work. Bitch, I stayed in like the sex district bit which, oh my with God. my nana. And we would- Because she was working the streets. So I was at Pigalle is where we stayed. Okay. And that was like, it was like the strip- like, it was, like, near the Moulin Rouge. Ah. And literally, we would be walking past sex shops with my nana. And then at night, we'd be walking past nightclubs with men trying to get us to go in and look at strippers together. And you did. And I was like... Nana, come on in. 
Come on, Nana. I tried to get her, but she was like, uh, not tonight, Alex. Uh. She was like, oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, do it. <laughs> Put a gun to her head. Yeah. Fucking do it, Nana. <clears throat> Love all. So, what did you think of that story? I thought it was wacky wild. It is wacky wild. I thought it was wacky wild. There, I can't believe there I've was incest there was murder there was nuns gouging eyes yeah that that's a lot for me that is something that has always freaked me out is the gouging of an eye oh and how can we forget the menstruation blood smeared on bodies oh i actually had forgotten but thanks for bringing that up (laughs) i mean we probably forgot it because we were blocking it out but i brought it up again so please remember it Mm, i don't want to because i'm just don't need that trauma in my life that's fair but thank you so much for listening thank you uh, please tell us what you thought about that episode. Merci. And again, thank you, Laura. Great story. As always. It was lovely. It was amazing. It wasn't and lovely. That's not the right word. It wasn't lovely. It was interesting. It was grotesque. Grotesque in the best way. Exactly. Fascinating, but grotesque. Merci beaucoup. As always, please follow us on our social media. We post Do it. about what we're doing episodes on before it get posted, so you'll know beforehand. Little clues. Little clues. We take suggestions on what you'd like to see. We take compliments up the wazoo. We take compliments up the fucking wazoo. I'd love to receive more of them. And we actually only survive on validation. From outside sources. Yeah. It doesn't count if you know us. I've not got to that place in my life where I can give myself my own validation, so I need internet strangers to do it for me. So please do it. So please do it. Yeah. Tell me that you like us. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Dead Talk Podcast. Yes, that's true. You can find us there. And what's the handle on Twitter, Alex? Because you love it. It's Dead Talk Podcast. It's dead, it's, it is Dead Talk Podcast. It's Dead Talk Podcast without the O. Please follow us in there. And if you're listening, tag us on your social media. Because Tell us what you thought. That means that you are really cool and all your friends who see your story, when you tag us in it, they'll nope. be like, what the fuck? You listen to True Crime Comedy Podcast. You're crazy. You're like so crazy. And you're not like other girls. No, other girls So I'm not going to lie, that. if you put this on your story, you'll probably get a few boys in your DMs. And by a You'll... few boys, I mean us. And by a few boys, I mean those weird sugar daddy bots that are like, I'll pay you $1,500 just to talk to me. And you know what's a scam? But you still do it anyway because you're desperate. I'm talking to five at the moment. Great. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Lucy Webb. I've been Alex Carr. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>